Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, here today to do a game preview for Chicago Red Stars. We're back in business, baby. We have NWSL matches on the horizon. We got one coming up at the end of this week, so we're going to hit everybody with a preview. There's a lot to get through here today, so I'm joined today by a couple people. First and foremost, my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins. Scam originator, how you doing? Do you think people are ever disappointed when you're like, I have new, I have people today, and then you cut to me, and I'm like, it's still me, I'm still here. <laughs> it's me. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I are joined today by a little bit of Texas flair. We've yeah. got Haley on the show with us today. How you doing, Haley? Hi, I'm here. I exist. I'm in Texas. It's warm here. I'm good. Life is good. Shout out it's to actually Haley. warm here too, which oh. is is new and and nice. We've had a good good run of it recently. Haley Schneider, I want you to really quickly tell folks why you are the Houston Dash expert and what it is that you do because you got a great podcast and you should let people know where to find that in case they want to brush up on the Dash. Yeah, totally. So I'm a co-host of actually the Dash podcast, which was something completely random I got into literally because of COVID. It's been fun, but yeah, you should, you know, we're on Spotify, we're on all the platforms, Twitter, check us out. We're fun. Dash on, except this is a Chicago podcast, but still dash on. There you go. <laughs> hold we, your ground. Hold your ground. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's, that's how right. we want you. That's how yep. we want you and need you on this episode. We're excited uh, to finally just be covering and doing regular game week coverage. There's been a couple episodes <laughs> recently where Claire and I have been on this uh, podcast and we've scratched our heads a little bit before hitting that record button saying like, wow, it's really still preseason. We need some things to talk about. Um, So naturally, because, you know, the NWSL is is a, is a messy girl who loves drama, uh, wanted to have the very first game be a rematch, right? A challenge cup final rematch. Uh, So to kick off the 2021 challenge cup is going to be Houston dash versus Chicago Red Stars in Houston. Uh, We also finally got the announcement of rosters. They were due uh, April the 1st, and then they were announced on Monday. And uh, so we're going to, you know, be wonderful hosts and go down the Houston Dash roster because we want to be polite to our guests and talk about this uh, 28-player roster heading into the Challenge Cup. For Houston Dash, they've got the goalkeepers listed as follows. They've got Jane Campbell, uh, Amanda Dennis, Lindsay Harris, defenders Anisha Blackwood, Alicia Chapman, Katie Naughton, shout out, <laughs> Megan Oyster, Ali Freisak, uh, Annika Schmidt, midfielders they have listed as Shea Groom, Haley Hansen, Amber Marshall, Christy Mewis, Christine Naren, Emily Ogle, Cammy Privet, Gabby Seiler, Shelfie Smith, Zandi Saray, Brie Vizzoli. And then for Forwards, they've got uh, Michelle Alozzi, Bridget Andrew Andrzejewski. Close, Andrew Jetski. Andrew Jetski, that's why you're here, girl. Rachel <laughs> Daly, Jamila Fields, Verena Galatsko, Michelle Prince, uh, Megan Broza, and Katie Stengel. Uh, you guys, sounds like a pretty good roster there for, for Houston Dash. Pretty solid. Yeah, we, this is all of our starters from last year are back, which has never, ever, ever happened before, ever. So it's kind of a different vibe, which is cool. Um yeah, we didn't. We added a bunch of. I mean, obviously, we lost a few players in the expansion draft, but we've added quite a few like really quality players to the already quality best eleven. So we actually have depth now, which is also new. So that's fun. I'm very excited about this roster. I, I'm going to be completely honest. I had forgotten that Katie Single 
face for the Houston Dash. I was like, oh yeah, right. That's right. Katie Stengel. Like, yo, they got a, they got a whole mess of forwards. I'm, uh, I, yes, I am agreeing with, with Haley. I was like, wow. I was like, man, Dash are bringing everybody back. Bands back together. And, um, really loved, I think the Dash made some really good off season moves, uh, this year, but I think my favorite probably was that Portland Thorns trade for, for Gabby Sather and Emily Ogle. I think that was a real, we're in this, like, this is going to be a new era, new look dash. Like this is investment. This is like, we want to grow together and keep going. And I think adding those two particular players to, to the roster on top of the core that they kind of got in places was a, was a really solid move. And of course, of course, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last episode. So I'm going to bring it up now since it's a Houston dash episode with our Houston dash guest. I was also very hyped to see the recent announcement that they made the signing for the player rights to Maria Sanchez shout out, really excited to potentially see her eventually with the dash someday. I know she's currently with Tigres in Liga MX Feminil and the season runs a little differently for Liga MX Feminil. It's a year round season. So, uh, but still very exciting uh, signing to, to make in the off season. Yeah, I am super, super hyped about her. Honestly, like, to be perfectly honest, I haven't watched a ton of her play. So I was like, I went on YouTube and I was like watching all these clips and I was like, oh my God, we really just signed her rights. Maybe she'll come play for us. Wow. But um, on the Portland trade, that trade in particular, so the Dash have a long history of making just awful trades. But since Clarkson has, you know, been the head coach, that's been very different. That trade in particular is fun to me because... Clarkson has this very like win now mentality um and he you know trading draft picks for two young um really solid midfielders was just such a great testament to that because you know a lot of the draft picks this season aren't going to be here right now and James wanted players that are going to be here right now and he got them so super hyped adding depth I think Gabby Seller is definitely even with all the starters and she's going to compete for that starting role as a six anyways so I'm just Oh, happy, happy, happy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like the two teams, Chicago and Houston, are. It feels like what Houston has done with building that depth, or even if you go one year prior and what they did to rebuild their back line, it's not like the similar approach to Chicago, but there's some Chicago in that. Of well, there's some literal Chicago in that because both of your center backs are from Chicago, but um, uh, but that idea of, you know, Chicago did a similar thing. They, they traded some draft picks before the draft to bring in Mallory Pugh and Sarah Wolmo. It's a similar idea of how do we build for the future, but also how do we take these circumstances and turn them into something um, positive. And I think Houston also just like Chicago, Chicago benefited from Sarah Wolmo wanting to be in the Midwest. And I think Houston also benefited from Gabby Seiler wanting to be back down in Texas. Right. That's correct. Yep. She was born here. Um, she hasn't outright said, like, I wanted to go to the Dash, but I mean, it's pretty clear just mm-hmm. based on some social media posts from herself and her family um, that she, you know, probably asked for the trade and wanted to be here. Yeah. And she's someone, too, that I think she's going to compete for a starting spot for that, for the team with everybody here, but especially with what they're going to be dealing with for the first two games. She's definitely going to be asked to do a lot. So I'm excited yeah. to see it, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we're going to be missing, like, 
six-ish players a lot of people yeah. a lot of people <laughs> yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get into that right now but before we transition into chicago's roster uh i also want to shout out uh denise blackwood because Haley, you and i were dming a little bit about the roster and what it was going to potentially look like and now we know and we were a little confused about <laughs> blackwood there for a second i know she's a player that people are excited about to maybe possibly see some development time with um but we didn't know if she was going to be on this roster or not and here she is yeah, so Sandra had DM me like, hey, do you have like a, mo- a more updated dash roster? I was like, yeah, totally. So I go on my email and I like copy the one that they had and I added the new signing Amber Marshall and I sent it over and Sandra goes, where's Blackwood? So I, like, I, oh, I was like, she's not on there anymore. <laughs> she's not there. Yeah, so I look on the roster and she was missing and I was like, okay, that has to be an error because she definitely signed a one year plus option contract. I was like, that definitely happened. So I go to the open, pr- I, prior to this, I had gone to the open practice and the dash were doing these like line sprints right before it started and Blackwood was literally right in front of me. So I took, you know, I was taking pictures of them. So I I, oh, I go on my phone, I scroll through the picture and I was like, she's literally right there. <laughs> like she's been there the whole time. So I send it over and I'm like, I mean, I, I have photographic evidence. That's, I can't, <laughs> you know, the front office wasn't responding to me. So I was like, I don't know what to tell you. But you I were, doing, I you were doing investigative journalism and you didn't I, even I know I literally it. rolled with it. I said, you know what? I said, that's good with me. I'm putting it in the CBS. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I was like, I've got somebody on the ground. Like, she has been good. seen. Yeah, I was like, she's gonna be added on this roster, and then and it was correct. It, the it investigative was. reporting was accurate. So yeah. job back on the roster. roster. <laughs> back on the roster. Uh, let's talk a little bit about these uh, Chicago Red Stars and how they're gonna look in twenty twenty one. They announced their roster, and uh, they've got goalkeepers Emily Boyd, Cassie Miller, and Alyssa Nair. Uh, defenders Tina Davison, Sarah Gordon, Casey Kruger, <laughs> Tatum. <laughs> Tatum Malazzo, Zoe Morris, Kayla Sharples, Bianca St. George's, and Aaron Wright. Midfielders, Danny Colaprico, Vanessa DiBernardo, Julie Ertz, Morgan Gutra, Alyssa Motts, Nikki Stanton, Ella Stevens, Sarah Waldmo, and a run out the forwards. It's Mackenzie Doniak, Zoe Garowski, Rachel Hill, Katie Johnson, Sarah Luber, Mal Pugh, and Kalia Watt. We're excited to see this Chicago Red Stars roster finally. Claire, I think you should speak on it. Uh, yeah, so they went with 26 instead of 28. They went a little bit smaller than the allotment. They did 22 fully rostered players and 24 um, supplemental players. They have one national team replacement player to um, sit on the sit on the bench as a goalkeeper because Alyssa Nair will be out for international duty and Emily Boyd famously is coming back from a season-ending injury, an, a year-ending injury um, in the offseason. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's as expected. I think maybe the thing that surprised is the wrong word, but, you know, Ella Stevens and Zoe Morse had been signed to contracts or they had been announced as having been signed to contracts at the end of last season. And then they were announced as supplemental roster players for this season. And they weren't, it wasn't actually clear what they had signed at the end of last season. So that was maybe more of a clarification of, whatever deal intent was of last year that ended up turning into supplemental player contracts. Um, and I have to say, I'm also a little bit, if there's one name that I'm just a little bit surprised, um, didn't make it on it's Danny Rhodes. I thought that Danny Rhodes looked pretty good in the fall series. Um, and she was in with the team and, and practicing with them all through preseason. So if there's one person where I'm just a little bit like, huh, they, they decided not to go under the 28 player number and they didn't sign this person. I'm a little bit surprised 
that the Danny Rhodes uh, didn't make it. But as we know, they have a ton of forwards, so maybe they just didn't need to carry that many. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's about about what we expected, right? I mean, the funny thing is the conversation that we had last week is true, which is that this was always going to be about who their training players were. We know who the, we know who the roster is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think looking at this roster, I think we knew automatically who was going to be unavailable heading into this match. We knew the three U S international players who are going to be participating in that international window of friendlies in, in Turner Davidson, uh, Julie Ertz, Alyssa Nair, but injuries are also going to include, you know, people like uh, Bianca St. George's who's probably is going to be out. Obviously Emily Boyd that we mentioned already. Um, and Mallory Pugh is a little bit of a question mark. You know, we've, we've known that since they signed her and uh, from the jump in that press conference after the announcement, uh, they got her, got her back a little bit injured and she's kind of still navigating her way through that, but not, not a ton of surprises. I think just more questions like you have alluded to, like what, is the contract what is it what does that look like um we did have a fun moment off mic taking a look at the roster shout out to Malazo. we were a little curious as to how the pronunciation of your name should go so we went with tatum although we thought the end at the end kind of threw us off a little bit well it's also funny because when they made the preseason roster announcement they accidentally left the n at the end of her first name off and so they they had written it tatum t-a-t-u-m and multiple people responded and were like, there's an N at the end of her name. And I truly, I just, for a second, I was like, oh, is it, is it Tatum? Like Autumn? I bet, I bet it's Tatum, but yeah, it's uh, it was, it was a funny, it was a, it was a team error and also a my brain error because uh, I didn't realize at the very beginning, at the very beginning of preseason. But yeah, I think, I think that that's cool. I think that that, that obviously is a player that we've never seen play for the red stars before. I think obviously if you think about probably whose spot she slid into, they need outside backs because Bianca and George is hurt. Uh, Casey Kruger picked up a little bit of a knock in preseason. They were probably always going to sign outside back depth. I'm a little bit not surprised is the wrong word, but it's interesting that Malazzo got the nod over Cameron Bielgowski. So um excited to see what she brings to the table we'll see if she plays because they they need to kind of go down that depth chart for for this first match um or we'll just see Aaron Wright and Zoe Gorowski back there and it's just gonna be a, a basically a like a yeah. three back you know I, I was gonna say I like that Zoe Gorowski is listed as a forward, forward yeah and that's like a fun little lie yeah that, <laughs> that we're taking a look at like Zoe Gorowski is definitely someone who's gonna we're probably going to see all over the pitch in different areas, um, probably in the Challenge Cup, because yes, the, everyone's excited to have matches back. Uh, everybody, I think, is kind of having a little bit of a different perspective of Challenge Cup this year. I think last year where there were a lot of unknowns and people were unsure how to maybe take that on. We we heard it was kind of split. We heard a number of teams who were like really going after it and chase, chasing after it. And then we heard from a number of teams and coaches where things were uh, perspectives were just a little bit different. Um, wanting to utilize challenge cup as something to get more looks for more players, more minutes for, for newer players who hadn't seen a lot of time yet. Um, kind of viewing it a little bit in a preseason lens 
And I think for at least the first couple of games in this Challenge Cup, that's probably going to be the a similar perspective. I think everyone this year is going to have that mentality of wanting to go after it, um, but still kind of knowing that there's going to be a significant amount of players uh, not available for at least first two matches with all of the, the, the internationals gone. And uh, I think coaches and, and Roy Miller and James Clarkson or Roy Miller, my God, Roy Dames and James Clarkson are both like, mm, this is going to feel and look a certain kind of way. And Haley, I know that you and I had jumped on a call with James Clarkson uh, about how this first match can possibly look. And he kind of, alluded to the fact that, you know, Chicago and Houston are a little bit in the same boat when it comes to, you know, we're going to be missing some pretty key players and this game might have a certain look and a feel to it. And it's probably not going to be, you know, crisp or sharp or on point. Yeah. I, I would assume it'll be kind of messy for a wide variety of reasons, variety of reasons. Um, I think a lot of that can be attributed to like, number one, obviously you're missing key players on both sides, especially Houston. Cause Oh my God, we're going to be missing like the entire team. I swear. Um, but also long preseason is great, but I also feel like the players are just really, really, really not wanting to play themselves or college teams anymore. I've gotten that sense from the dash, like from players and staff alike. And I assume Chicago feels the same way. Cause it's been a long preseason. So I think that could potentially lead to just kind of like, a bunch of craziness, especially in the first like 30 or 45 minutes of the game, just all over the place. So it'll be interesting to see who like is able to kind of calm down first. Um, if at all, maybe, I don't know. I, I really, I don't really know what to expect out of this game. Cause I feel like it could really be anything almost. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think you're, I think you're right about um, the idea that both teams are probably going to be pretty hyped. Um, and there's a level of hype that can actually maybe affect to a, a bad effect to actual yeah. <laughs> execution of what they're trying to do. Um, also, as you said, you know, Houston, Houston is missing their Canadians. They're missing Rachel Daly. They're missing Christy Mewis, Jane Campbell. Um, I'm fascinated to see what the dash do tactically because what they did in the challenge cup final was so specific to the players that they had on the field that I wonder if they try to do a similar thing with different players on the field, or if they're like, we're going to sit back a little bit more and just try to hit this, you know, hit Shea Groom on the counter um, because they've lost what they, they're going to have Breva Sali, but they've lost both of their starting wingers, right? There's no right. Nichelle Prince. There's no Christy Mewis. They don't have Rachel Daly and what Rachel Daly did for them. Not only, was obviously be a target forward, but she made Julie Ertz's life very hard during that challenge cup final. Um, do you have someone do that? Uh, who plays defense for you? <laughs> it's like all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I, I don't exactly feel like I know how to, how to say what's going to happen. Cause I don't think that I don't feel like I know. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I feel like they'll probably play a similar system. Um, Cause I mean, at least with Rachel Daly's position, you're slotting in a Veronica Lotsko who has the ability to play very similarly. Sure. She's really great yeah. in the center of the park. She's really good at that high press. Um, I would expect them to, you know, to see that high press again. But I think the biggest question mark to me is what is the midfield going to look like and how is Shea Groom going to connect with new players? Because she had a lot of good chemistry going with Mewis and Daly specifically, but th those two are out. We're probably, you know, going to re be replaced with Probably, I mean, let's go, obviously, there's going to be a Katie Stengel most likely on the right side. You're going to probably slot Emily Ogle in there. So it'll be interesting to see, like, 
what the midfield does and how that changes up the interplay between them and then the center forward and the wingers. I think that top five is really the biggest mystery to me. Like I said, I think we're still going to see the same high press. The defense is mostly intact. We're just replacing the left back with probably a Blackwood. But yeah, I have have absolutely no idea what the midfield is going to do. Yeah, and it seems like when you talk about irreplaceable players, you know, quote unquote, irreplaceable players, at the level that Christy Mewis was playing last year, she's probably the person that Chicago is really happy that they don't have to play (laughs) in this game, I would Absolutely, absolutely. I'm in agreement with that 100%. I think um, I think a big question mark, the obvious question mark, I think, is with the the Jane Campbell question mark, and James Clarkson <laughs> didn't answer it, you know, right away. Oh, I'm sure not. he's been thinking about it back and forth, and I don't know if you have any answers either, Haley, but uh, you might have an opinion. <laughs> Who do I you want to maybe see? You don't? Um, I do have an opinion. I, yeah. I think we will most likely see Lindsay Harris. Okay. She played more of the minutes at the open practice, and I've, I've seen her play more of the – I mean, I haven't watched a ton. I went to literally one practice and then the open practice. But for one, what I've seen, I think Lindsay Harris has the edge. Um, but, again, I've seen, like, one drop in the, the ocean of information available. So I could just be speaking on things I have no idea about, which is probably true. But that being said, I think we'll probably see Lindsay Harris. But um, – yeah, I'm excited to see a new keeper in the league. I feel like we don't get to see them very often because there's just so many. So this is a really good opportunity to see some new talent, see what happens. Yeah, Lindsay Harris and Cassie Miller, who I assume will be the starter for Chicago, have similar stories, actually, where they both came from really strong college programs. Harris is from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miller is from Florida State. Um, and they just could not, you know, nobody drafts keepers. Nobody, it's just not something that happens, especially in, uh, you know, at the time, a nine-team NWSL. Um, so they both went, I think they both, no, no, no. Cassie Miller went to Cyprus. Lindsay Harris went to Iceland, I think. I think um, that's Yeah, and then both of them got brought back in, I think with the intention of having them play. So, um, yeah, I think that it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, wild to watch two keepers get well I guess this isn't a regular season so I guess it's not necessarily do we know what we're doing with stats for the challenge cup is it just challenge cup stats I was about to say their league debuts but I guess that's not quite right because Miller did play in the challenge cup last year for no in the fall series last year for like a half um but uh no wait that's not actually right in the challenge cup for a half yeah against uh, Portland Yeah. yeah um but that is going to be really interesting too. It's rare to have two teams with such untested, untested goalkeepers in a game. Yeah, I think that could be quite fun. I, I'm like, so I used to be a goalkeeper back in my my when I was shorter and smaller and younger. Um, so I have a, a special love for all things goalkeepers. So I, I just love getting to watch new keepers because it can really like new keepers are fun because you really have no idea what to expect out of them, and they could either be like wow, that was absolutely stunning, or oh no, <laughs> just not good. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Man, uh, Claire, for Chicago, we're already saying, you know, Cassie Miller's probably going to get that start. Um, I'm a little curious as to how that back line is going to look, and then by extension, the the midfield. Um Having Davidson gone, having Neer gone, having Ertz gone is are obviously huge shoes to fill. And uh, I'm really looking forward to to seeing the the comeback of of Aaron Wright. Um, it was great to see her 
get a run out during fall series. Um, but I'm I'm looking at these this roster and you know, I'm sure maybe this is a game that somebody like like Kayla Sharples probably has circled right on her calendar. I'm I'm sure Zoe Morse is looking forward to getting a crack back out there. I think when we're just thinking about the players who are not available and then looking at the available players who could slot in, we could see a a pretty mixed back line back there. Good mix of veteran and uh, and, and young talent. Yeah, I think kind of like we alluded to, we just don't really know who's going to play left back, I think. Um, I imagine, I, I assume that Aaron Wright will start at right back. Um, I assume that, you know, we'll see if I'm right. I think it's going to be Sarah Gordon and Kayla Sharples in the middle, in the center. Uh, what I don't know is who plays on the left. <clears throat> and I don't know, because what Chicago has done in the past is they've usually had an attacking a more forward thinking outside back and a more defensive thought thinking outside back, kind of like a hinge. And Aaron Wright is the attacking thinking outside back uh, as, as her reputation precedes her. But I don't know if you do, do you put Zoe Gorowski back there? Um, I think because I think that that for Houston has to be something that they're kind of looking at of maybe that's the center of the field that they want to focus on in the attack. Um, so. That's what I don't know. I think that the good news for Chicago and also the good news for some of these players is that there are some really good players for Chicago that are not going to see a lot of regular season time. Um, the depth that they have, especially in the defense and in the, well, actually on all lines, um, you know, they've talked about how they're willing to rotate if someone is really excelling, but this means that a lot of good players are not going to make starting 11s. And so actually one of the nice things about having people missing is that someone like, you know, Kayla Sharples or Zoe Gorowski or, or whoever gets that start and gets that experience and kind of sets the tone for handling responsibility early, because that's going to be important also when the, uh, when the Olympics happens. So um, yeah, we'll see. I am interested to see. I think that, when Julie Ertz is available, they're going to play maybe in a four, four, two, which she's not available. I don't know if they change that, um, and get another attacker on the field. I, I don't know who plays the nine for them. <laughs> I don't move out Mallory Pugh. I'm like, I don't really know. They, they messed around with Kaylee a Watt at yeah, the nine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rory said something crazy last year. He said that Ellis Stevens can play the nine. And I was like, yeah. I don't believe that when I see it, sir. And we might. And uh, we might. <laughs> um, I don't know. Katie Johnson can, can, can technically play the nine though. She hasn't really for Chicago. Yeah. She mostly yeah. plays out wide. Um, so maybe a four, four, two makes more sense. Cause they don't have a central forward. So I don't, it's fun. This is a Chicago Red Stars podcast, and I feel like I have more questions about Chicago than I do about Houston. So I don't. It's, been, it's there's. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's the de the depth. Like we're looking yeah. at some of it, and we're just like, man, like even without like those that, that big three, right? If we're just looking at the the three who are gone for us, it's just kind of like how, who's sliding in and how, and well, and also like we've mentioned before, like who's healthy enough to to slot in if if they can or if they're able. Um, I, I think obviously you know if if they're all healthy to go. And this is something that we got to see with such a limited, such a limited lens of games in 2020, but, you know, being able to see Colaprico and DiBernardo and Gatra do what they do as a sort of a midfield troll was, was real, real nice uh, in 2020. But, I, you know, 
I don't know what that looks like in 2021 um, with the amount of talent that's on this roster. I think because of the depth that's on this roster, we might not see something like a midfield trio. Um, right. Yeah, I, I think we both are in agreement that we could be seeing something like a like a 4-4-2 again, just to get as many of your talented players on the pitch as possible. Um, but I don't know. And I'm also really, um, I'm also really interested to see, I know we're talking about Aaron Wright and giving, giving, uh, some love to her, you know, shout out to Grady's mama, but I'm also really not just excited, but eager to see, uh, Alyssa Motts make her return oh, to the yeah. pitch yeah. because we're, we're talking about a player who has, I mean, a ridiculous, not just impact, but influence, um, on this team and this roster um, over the years. And this this club, having been without her due to two separate ACL injuries now over the last two seasons, two and a half years, essentially, um, has been significant. And uh, prior to maybe a player like, uh, like when we kind of saw this sudden rise in Zoe Gorowski and people kind of looking at the roster and pointing at someone and being like, oh, well, that's the that's the Swiss army knife. That's the versatile player. Uh, maybe a lot of people who came in new to the red stars, you know, high off of 2019 don't realize that that's actually a title that belongs to Alyssa Mott. <laughs> um, so I'm a, I'm eager to see what Mott's can be because they have her listed on her as a midfield in the last two seasons prior, she was listed as a forward right. and with the arrival of somebody like Sam Kerr and embarking on this new Sam Kerr era, they, Tasks her with the responsibility of playing up top with Sam fucking Kerr. So um, I'm a little curious to see uh, where she's going to be at. It's it's fun to see the list of midfielders and see Mott and Stanton <laughs> side by side. Uh, who knows <laughs> if, if that if that happens? Uh, there might be some crunch going on um, during this Challenge Cup if those two get the get the start together. Yeah, um, um, yeah. I wonder with Mott again, having not seen her play in almost two years, I the thing that I wonder from what I remember in early parts of 2019 is I wonder if, if the idea of her as a midfielder or playing a little bit further back has just to do with what they anticipate her pace to be um, at this point. Um, she's not the player for Chicago. That's going to be trying to burn the back line. You know um, they have players for that. And I, but what I think is probably going to happen if I had to guess and, and I'll kick this over to, to Haley, too, because I, I I wonder what the answer is on the flip side. But my guess about this particular game is I think that Chicago is tr- going to try to answer that that midfield question mark and just dictate play out of the midfield. They're going to you know, we do. We, I think we just also do know that they're going to start Danny Colaprico, Morgan Gatra and Vanessa Bernardo. And I think that they're going to rely on the experience and the chemistry of that midfield. Um, maybe with a Sarah Woldmo, maybe not to go at what is probably Houston's biggest vulnerability, which is just that they are not cohesive in the midfield. They're not going to have players that have played there for them before. Um, so that's what I think Chicago is going to try to do. I think they're going to try to control the midfield and get looks from there. Um, on the flip side, Haley, what do you think Houston do you think Houston is going to try? Cause they really exploited the wings against Chicago um, during the challenge cup. Do you think that that is probably the idea for, uh, for this match as well? Yeah, that's, that's my guess because I think that they know that they are not going to win the midfield battle. 
Um, yes, we have quality players, but they're not, you know, they haven't spent a lot of time. Right. They're new. They're just new. They're new. You know what? We're just going to ignore that. We're not going to go through all that traffic. Yeah, we're just going to play that's, around it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're bringing in a player like Blackwood and you already have Hanson on the right side, both of them are fully capable of getting up the wings. Um, we have Vasali and Stengel, who are both great, you know, can serve as great disruptors on the, the side. So I would expect to see us play, you know, just screw it. Let's go wide, like <laughs> go around the problem. <laughs> So so let's let's talk about this because I kind of did this backwards and I said we would talk about this because Claire brought up a good point how we should maybe talk about this game in a lens like what we think is going to happen because we really don't have a lot of answers but how we would uh, assume it would have happened had all the all the players been available. So if everyone's available, Haley first is is that still the same game plan for the dash? You think? I don't think so. I think if everyone's available, we would probably want to go more head to head in the midfield and try to win that battle. Yeah. Because I think that is something that would be more attainable with the, you know, with the with the chemistry of that Schmidt, Groom, and Mewis had last season. That's something they could carry uh, through and carry forward. And then just adding Siler in as that like potential super sub, or even if she started, that would be a lot less of a change. And I mean, if Christy Mewis has the same form she had last year, that is very scary to face up. Um, so yeah, I think with those three, it would, we would see a different look from the dash. Like, yes, we want to play wide. Um, if we have the Prince, cause she's just, wow, she's good at, she's very good at soccer. Like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, that, I think that midfield matchup would be more of a toe to toe battle instead of let's not do it at all. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in agreement. I think, um, I think of all the available parties are, are present it's a different type of game and it's probably more physical, obviously because it's the first game of 2021 and those games always tend to be a little more choppy and a little more physical and a little bit more preseasony. Um, but if we're talking about having somebody like Juliet's available or having somebody like a listener in your net, um, that changes things up. And I think the vibe is similar. I think that both teams kind of want to go head to head. I'll just say that I would love for both of these teams to play each other at full strength someday. I, um, we didn't really quite get that in the challenge cup. Chicago had a lot of players not play in that game. Um, I would, I want to know, and I feel like I don't at this moment, I want to know what, which team is better. And I don't know if I know that exactly right now, because they just have never, you know, quite the new, the new look dash, the new scary dash have never quite played um, Chicago with all of their pieces together. And I think that that I'm looking forward to that in the regular season, because I think that that could be, that could be the two, honestly, out of like everybody. I think that those two teams um, might be the closest in like talent level in this, their starting 11s. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I think that, I, I'm a little bit bummed that we're that we're not going to see that. I do think that what Houston is dealing with is advantageous for Chicago in this first match. Um, we'll see if they seize that opportunity. But um, I would just, I yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing to seeing the whole picture come together. Hopefully, sometime sometime later. There yeah. is no there is no schedule yet. <laughs> yeah, but we do know we do know that the regular season when it kicks off is going to just be played through without like an Olympic break. So there will be no break for the summer Olympics. So depending on how the schedule looks and depending on what players are available, 
who knows if we are still ever going to get to see these two teams uh, kind of play at uh, full strength with everybody available. Um, I think I want to segue into like small predictions. We never like hold each other's toes to the fire on this kind of stuff, but uh, we know who, who's going to be available on each side. And um, we're bringing back pl- uh, player impacts. And I know towards the ends to close out our preview episodes, Claire and I always ask each other who on the Red Stars we would like to see have an impact in the game that we're previewing. So we'll go ahead and, and go first. But for Haley, we're going to still make her talk about the Chicago Red Stars because this is a Chicago Red Stars podcast. So our question to her is going to be who does she not want to see have an impact for the Red Stars? Someone who she does not want to have a banger of a game. Uh, so Claire, who have you got? I mean, I think it has to be Kayla Sharples, right? Um, she, I, I, through really no fault of her own, she was thrown into a tough situation in the Challenge Cup final, um, playing in a position that she had not played in that year. Um, I think that she is, I, I'm interested. I believe that she will play. I hopefully she plays. Otherwise, this, this segment doesn't work. But um, I think that she is the player that is going to be looked at as someone who is, she's been in the league for a couple of years. She's played with the team for a very long time. She has the physicality back there. Um, But I think the responsibility that they're going to give her is going to be greater this year. And I think that she's a very different kind of player than Sarah Gordon. And I think theoretically they can work really well together. Um, You know, Katie Naughton esque perhaps, but uh, I think that she is going to, be put in situations in this game and probably in the the game after as well, where she's going to have to have some decision-making and I'm excited to kind of see her grow into that. I think. Right on. Yeah, I can absolutely see that hundred percent. Hopefully she does get the start. We'd love to see what she's going to bring. I'm going offense for me. I'm going with Khalil Watt. I think what we saw out of Khalil Watt in 2020 uh, could be the beginning of something really special. For Chicago. Um, she was a player, I think that, you know, who always had her name in, in the highlights and, you know, naturally we would pay attention to that, but there's something about being able to cover a team locally, right. And being able to watch that sort of week in and week out and getting to take in some of her performances at SeatGeek. Um, it was really nice and just sort of seeing the work rate that she has and kind of watch that kind of come to fruition and, and finally get those goals at SeatGeek was, was really special. And it was just kind of like, okay, like Kalia Watt is going to do something uh, for the Red Stars. So I, I want to see her hopefully come out and uh, pick up where she left off. And um, obviously there's always those storylines and those narratives about going up against your old team and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so, yeah. Do I hope she gets a goal or two? Sure. But I still want to see the continuation of her fluidity within that top line and uh, her ability to really connect with a lot of the teammates around her. So I hope she has a, an impact uh, in the game coming up. So how about you, Haley? Who, who do you want to see not uh, do do some good things? Yeah. Her? So I'm also going to say Kalia Watt. And I'll tell you why. So she went her last year or two at the dash kind of went stagnant for her a little bit. And I, I think a lot of that was just being relegated to this wing position and she wasn't able to get a lot of creativity and fluid in her motions. And you, you saw when she went to Chicago, the, the first thing I noticed about her play was she it seemed to she was given a lot more freedom 
by Rory Dames, and she had more of that good supporting cast behind her to be able to get back to the form we've seen of her around the 2016, which I think was the year that she was uh, in the Golden Boot Race. Um, she is really scary when she's on, but sometimes it can take her some time to build up that confidence and build up that goal scoring mentality. Um, while I do really, really want to see her succeed, I do not want to see her succeed against us. <laughs> so that's coming. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at because I have, we've been on the receiving end of a forward who, um, you know, sort of played for us, except she didn't because Christian Press didn't play for us. Um, I've seen, you know, the fans be really invested in that. Uh, the game where we, so the game where the fans booed her the entire game, this is a bit of a tangent, but I, I, I just remember that so vividly and she scored at the end and it was just the biggest gut punch. And I, I know, <laughs> and I know that Kalia Watt scoring would, I, I know that that would feel similarly, not because we are going to boo her or anything. Houston fans love Kalia. She did a lot for this team, but just because we want her to be successful, but just not against her old club, you know, like. Well, and this will be this will be her first time playing back in yeah, Houston, it and be. it's yeah. wild to think because it's been a full year. But yeah, um, that'll be. I'm sure that will have emotions for her, emotions for the fans. Yeah, um, yeah. How about this? Let's also give ourselves a similar opportunity, but for the dash, who who do you not want to see have a big game, Claire? Um, who do I not want to see have a big game? Uh, that's a good question. Okay. Uh, oh no. I, okay. I know. I know. I know. I want. I. <laughs> I want uh, both Katie Naughton and Megan Oyster to have one uncharacteristic mistake. <laughs> Just one. As long as it's not against the it. Yeah. I do not. I, I think I can sit with that. Yeah. Okay. I do not want those Chicago girls to have good games. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, maybe a midfielder. Uh, either Hanson or or Groom. I don't think I want. I don't want anyone in the midfield to have a good game. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, in the midfield. That's like a dream now. <laughs> yeah, I think Shea, if Shea Groom could take a day off from not doing what she does against the Red Stars, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's done it for a while. I mean, I used to watch those Kansas City games real, real close, and uh, she's been a menace. She's been a menace. Since the Red Stars for a very long time, it doesn't matter what team she's been on. Out, uh, I have a question for Haley. Um, outside of outside of this match, I would say that I don't know if I know the answer for this for Chicago, but um, this Western Division has a lot of really good teams in it. Um, my question for you is: A, how do you think Houston's going to do? And B, what do you think in in the context of only one team gets to go to this final. What do you think the goals are within the team to kind of build momentum for the regular season? Yeah. I'm going to start with the goals question. The team wants to win. They yeah. want to win the challenge cup just straight yeah. up. They, I know some other teams probably will use this as more as more of a development thing, more of an experiment thing before the regular season. I do not expect to see that much from the dash. The dash want to win. They want to win now. They want to win everything. Um, they still have that really big chip on their shoulder. And I think that's, yes, they won the challenge cup last year, but that's also that, that, that victory has kind of been given an asterisk. And I know that the team feels that, and that's something yeah. they've all expressed. Um, why so. didn't they get a patch or a star of some right? kind? Okay, I well, think that's okay. rude. <laughs> if we want to talk about the star thing, if you look at the Jersey they released yesterday, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look at it. It's 
not my favorite jersey, but they specifically put a star at the center in the design, the center right above the crest. Very like nice. they really just gave themselves the star. They're like, let's just take that. But hmm. yeah, I kind of want to see, I, I wish that they would give them, we're, they're doing this promotional thing with the home jersey where they're having all these like cool custom like hexagon patches. Mm-hmm. I really wish they were doing a challenge cup one because I think that would be fun. Yeah. But I forgot I, uh, what your first question was. Oh, do you think, so, like, how do you think, how do you think they're going to do? How oh, do you think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, I don't know if we'll make it to the final just because there are some very good teams and Portland looks very, very scary. Right. And we'll be playing them both. Last, both when they've got everybody. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. They've got everybody. We've got everybody. And um, any team with Crystal Dunn is a lot, but Crystal Dunn plus Haran plus Sinclair plus everyone in Portland is, oh my gosh, very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think I'm like expecting to win. I would like to win the region and make it to the final. I think it's possible, but I'm not expecting it. Um, but I am expecting to finish in the top half sure. or so, um, which is 2.5. So I'm not sure how you would calculate that, but <laughs> somewhere up there, definitely yeah. not finishing last or fourth. Right. You'll, you'll win some games. Either. There's going to be yeah. some dubs in there. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, Man, this was dope. I uh, I'm so glad that you got to come on and chat Dash and uh, chat Red Stars <laughs> with us, Ailey. Uh, it's been pretty dope. I hope uh, you guys have a great game, but don't win because that's what we do here. Right? <laughs> uh, it's Chicago Red Stars podcast. Uh, please let our listeners know if they want to get any extra intel on the Dash, where they can find you personally. Yeah, so I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Probably too much time on Twitter. Um, my handle is at Haley Snyder too. And I know there's like a hundred different ways to spell Haley. It's the one with two Y's. That's, that's the correct <laughs> way to spell it. That's why um, there's a number two. Yeah. To- oh, wait, wait, wait. I've never thought of that before. You're welcome. You're Thank welcome. you. <laughs> well, the, the first you. thought that I had, you said it's with the two Y's and I was like, 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 uh, the lead singer of Paramore, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We started, yeah. Haley <laughs> Williams knows what's up. She yeah, used exactly. to have red hair. I have red hair. She spells her name correctly. I spell my name correctly. It's yeah. it's great. Follow follow Haley, y'all. She's got uh, she's got the Houston Dash takes for you if you need them. Um, thank you for being here with us. Shout out shout out to the Dash. Shout out to Houston, one of my favorite cities uh, in in the U.S. I'm uh, bummed that we're still going through what we're going through. Um, would have loved to have made a spontaneous trip out there because it's uh, it's just so much fun to to hang out in Houston and uh, take in the scenes. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, in this match. I'm sure we'll be tweeting at each other. In the meantime, um, everybody, uh, thank you for listening. We're back in it, baby. We're back in the swing of things, back with the previews. We'll be back next week with a recap. Um, Please make sure to continue to make uh, good choices. Continue to uh, wear your mask. You know, wash your hands, wash your face, wash everything. Continue your support of Black players and Black life. And um, make sure you uh, go ahead and uh, find us on uh, all social media channels like uh, Twitter, Instagram, at uh, Southside Trap Pod with one letter P. Uh, find us on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, all those great places. Uh, give us a rating review. That stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we're trying to produce Red Stars content for you all. And, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, sign up for that patron. Find a subscription in a tier that works for you. That's the best, most direct way you can support our work here. And, uh, you know, stay tuned. We'll be back next week uh, with the recap, everybody. Take care. <laughs>